0: Hello, and welcome to the Belmont Story Project. I'm Nancy McMenemy-McComb, and today is July 29, 2019. I'm here with Sandra Rosenblum, who has come in to tell us about her memories of the 1969 lunar landing. So thank you for coming in, Sandra.
1: Well, it's it's a pleasure to remember Mm -hmm.
0: this experience. Great. So I just wanted to start with uh, letting you say a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I'm a musician one of the founders of the Powers Music School in Belmont. Uh, I'm now a musicologist before I was more a teacher. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a pianist and an early piano player.
0: And I know your memories of the 1969 lunar landing have to do with a trip that you took overseas with your husband. Um, So can you tell us a bit about that?
1: My husband was interested in the computer typesetting of non-Roman-based languages. And that's why we were on our way to India, but Fern, my college classmate, and her husband, Jay, who was getting, who had gotten his PhD in anthropology, were finishing a sabbatical at that time. And And where were they? They were living in Bangkok. But the village in which they had lived for a couple of years at a time, and which they had been going back and forth to study, was called Sagatiam. And they said that we should come to them first before India, because they were about to say goodbye to their village and come back to the states with their two high school children. Uh, So we arranged to overfly India, went straight to Bangkok, and on the day on which they were going to say goodbye to their villagers, they invited us to come along to see Sagatiyam, how the villagers lived, and to follow them around as they said goodbye to their good friends there. And I have to say that people were very welcoming. Hmm. It also gave us a little bit of a surprising <laughs> look at village life hmm. in- how, how so? Well, the houses were all built on stilts, and they had a hole in the middle of the floor, mm-hmm. and they. <laughs> put their food slops down the hole, and the animals, their animals, lived underneath the house and ate what they put down.
0: Right, so kind of an economical setup, but... Yes, Mm -hmm.
1: but (laughs) surprising to us uh, who had come from Belmont. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: What we didn't know when we planned this excursion was that this was the day of the moon landing. We were actually driving from Bangkok to Sagatiam when the landing took place, so we didn't see it. Mm -hmm. But we stopped, Fern had packed a picnic lunch and we stopped at a farm stand to get some thick-skinned fruit that would be safe to eat. Mm -hmm. And the three of others went to the farm stand, but I heard some sounds. Being a musician, Mm -hmm. I followed the sound, and what I came to was this. It was two old ladies sitting on a dirt floor, cross-legged, with their sewing machines in front of them, Hmm. but they were looking at a TV set that they had somehow gotten hold of, they were looking at the moon landing. Oh, wow. It was absolutely amazing. <laughs> and so we we had a lovely picnic lunch by the side of the lake yeah. and proceeded to Sagatiam, which was in full holiday mode. Mm. This was a very exciting day for them. Um, the children were all dressed in their best. Mm and everyone was in a holiday mood. Mm -hmm. And uh, our friends were, of course, completely fluent in Thai. They and their two children not only spoke, but they read and wrote Mm -hmm. Thai. Um, So Jay Jay and Fern were our translators, and one of the questions that the priest asked my husband was why the men who walked on the moon did so in such a funny way, hmm. as as if they were kind of hopping right, right, along. Right, And there were a few other questions like that. Do you remember what you said? I didn't say much no. because yeah. it was my husband who was answering okay. the questions. Uh, then they took me to see the old older folks. House, mm-hmm. the the people who no longer could live by themselves or didn't have family to live with, and they had a very very nice setup to care for their elderly, and they took me in and and showed me, and people stared at me because this was an out of the way village, and they didn't see many white folks except yeah. our friends, and I was. Interested to see huge sacks of rice uh, marked from the USA mm-hmm. under the aid AID program, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fern had set up a library. Mm-hmm. One of the things she did while Jay was doing his studying mm-hmm. of village life. So they did have a library.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Their medical facilities were by bike from somebody whom they to whom they could get word if somebody needed help um, midwives did most of the work yeah but they were displaying American flags and the children were very interested in in watching what they could see on the village had rented a TV set. Oh, I see.
0: So they knew it was coming. And...
1: So they knew it was coming. They had yeah. watched. Yeah. Uh, they actually saw more than we did, so right. I was happy right. to see the film back here. Right, right, right. Uh, so we, we found this an extraordinary experience to see how excited the Thai village people yeah. were yeah. about this event and their children. Mm-hmm. Then... We left Bangkok and went to, uh, where did we go first? Oh, first we went to uh, the capital of, no, not the capital, we didn't go to Delhi first. But when we got up to Delhi, we uh, saw cows in the streets, cows Mm -hmm. walking into the banks, any place they wanted to go. It was quite a different scene. Then President Nixon... Decided he wanted to come to greet the astronauts when they were brought ashore.
0: Oh, so they, they landed somewhere near India off the well, coast? Well, they landed
1: in the Pacific Ocean somewhere. Okay. And they brought Nixon, I forget where they brought him, but this is the interesting point. Mm-hmm. We, the whole hotel in which we were staying, in Delhi had to be cleared out mm-hmm. for him and his entourage, completely. Oh, you were staying in the same hotel? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, unfortunately, we were scheduled to go to Agra that day. and We were outside waiting for our driver. Mm-hmm. We, were, we were in Agra for one or two nights. And we watched the news people who carried in those days, 1969, very heavy equipment. They were sweating bullets (laughs) dripping down and staggering up the steps to this hotel. We felt so badly for them. Do you mean the big cameras? Yes, everything on on their shoulders. That's right. Then our driver came. Mm -hmm and whisked us away and by the time we got back from Agra we could get back into the hotel but what we discovered was that for Nixon's visit mm-hmm. they had taken all the cows out of Delhi Huh? they had cleaned it up completely it was like a different place yep. and then gradually they came back came in, in. Wow. Well, yeah,
0: That's an interesting detail. I wonder why they, I guess they were, just felt like it was more uh, showy not to have the cows everywhere.
1: Right. Well, yeah. you know, you yeah. have to be careful where yeah, you walk. Yeah, right, right, there are live animals. <laughs> cow dung right. every place. Mm-hmm. So that was a, an interesting side bit. Right. And so you, So you didn't
0: see Nixon at all. You guys were kind of out for the day when he came and went. Yes, yeah. we
1: were, frankly not interested in seeing next
0: Wow, well that sounds like an amazing trip. So so how long were you and your husband in India,
1: all told? Two weeks. And he gave lectures in Mumbai. Uh, That was where we went first. Mm -hmm. Then we had friends, Indian Mm -hmm. friends, that we visited in Baroda. And then went up to Delhi. And the whole thing was quite an amazing yeah. visit but it was a, a very very memorable yeah. experience
0: yeah what, what would you say
1: was your best memory from it well I think the most surprising memory for me was seeing those two old ladies mm-hmm. sitting on a dirt floor
0: mm-hmm.
1: sewing away and looking at them
0: Right. Looking at the lunar landing, yeah.
1: Right, and then the the next thing was to see how tuned into it
2: mm-hmm.
1: the villagers right. were and how excited they all were, including the children and all yeah. the American flags they were waving and right. did, so forth. Did that make you
0: feel proud, proud to be an American? Oh, yes. Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: I mean, it was a great achievement, and... Uh, at that point in time, I think we didn't have to worry quite so much about being proud to be an American. (laughs) Things, although we didn't, we approved of some things that Nixon did. He went to China. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that was not a bad move and other things, but, uh, Yes, we definitely felt proud to be an American then, Mm -hmm. Uh, very different times from now.
0: Yeah. So um, going back to the the lunar landing, um, you know, a lot of people have told me about what they remember of the space race. So I'm wondering if you have any thoughts or memories of that.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, I remember clearly when Sputnik went up and how it (laughs) threw (laughs) certain people in America into a tizzy. Mm. Not you? Well, I was hoping we could catch up, of course. Mm -hmm. When my daughter was in fourth grade, she came home one night and announced that she'd have to go outside after dinner in the dark Mm -hmm. in front of our house and uh, count. start from a level fist and count up to see how many fists it took her to get to the moon. We said, oh, that's interesting. Was
0: that before um, before the lunar landing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well before. This
1: was after Sputnik.
0: Yeah, but she started to be curious how far away the moon was.
1: Well, two scientists at MIT decided that something had to be done to get science started in an earlier Level and an earlier grade in our public schools. Mm -hmm. And they decided that they had to uh, create science uh, that everybody could get their hands on Mm -hmm. without fancy labs and so on because we didn't have them at that level. So they created a curriculum which ordinary teachers, not science trained specifically, Mm -hmm. could do with their ordinary students in public school. This was part of it. This was an experiment and it was, don't ask me (laughs) anymore. Right, how far you could get, (laughs) counting your fists up. But they did develop a curriculum and this was the seed of what developed into a much bigger, uh, developed into a, a, a nonprofit corporation called Educational Development Corporation. And um, Educational Development Corporation now has many segments. It happens that my daughter works
2: there. How so funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, she works on a suicide project that's partly government funded mm-hmm. and partly grant funded and she's been working on all aspects of suicide prediction, prevention after effects and so forth in many different cohorts with a group of people before that she worked on a grant from the European Teachers Association, and one of the things she worked on that fascinated me was how to create a classroom in African schools in which the the uh, focus was not at all on gender,
2: mm-hmm. a
1: gender-neutral classroom.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that that was a a very fascinating study that she did. Mm-hmm. So, they're still in all aspects of education. It's a very large organization now. Yeah,
0: interesting. So that and it all started back after Sputnik. It all started
1: back after Sputnik, yep. and then of course shortly after that, Kennedy mm-hmm. announced the race to the moon. Mm-hmm. What did you make of that? Did you think we would do it? Well, I thought it was pretty fantastic not being basically a scientist. I mean, I, I read articles, I read the newspaper, and in a very general way try to keep up with what's going on. But uh, I had no idea how complex it would be.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It turns out the Soviets had landed a rocket on the moon at about the time that we landed men on the moon. Theirs was only a rocket, Mm -hmm. unmanned. And they were pretty chagrined about that. We, of course, had no idea that that was going to happen, but that's the way things happen. Now, our space program fell into shall we say, the government part of the space program fell into disuse, Mm -hmm. and private parties have taken it upon themselves to try to rebuild it. And I'm not interested in tourists paying for Mm -hmm. space travel. If that's what they want to do, that's fine. But I think it's important that we keep on a level or get a little bit ahead of where we are in the Russians. I think many important things for civilian use have come and are going to come in the future mm-hmm. out of this space work. And You mean the current work that's being done commercially? Yes, and I think things came out of the previous mm-hmm. effort to get to the Point of the lunar landing,
2: mm-hmm. we don't
1: know all of them yet. I think probably some of them are still secret. That's my guess. But just, I hate to say it, but things came out of World War II, mm-hmm. such as the use of penicillin. Uh, so you see some positives from the space, you know, out yes, of the space race or out of the, definitely the, the lunar landing effort. There, there, there will be positive knowledge mm-hmm. and useful knowledge, I think. Yeah,
0: so you'd like to see it continue for the scientific benefits oh, absolutely. That, that will come of that kind of absolutely. Exploration.
1: I, I think we should not just stop. I think that's cutting off our nose despite our face. Yep, I understand. All
0: yeah. right, well, thank you so much for coming in. I appreciate it. We have to kind of wrap up at this point, but um, it would be nice to talk to you again, like I said, about the um, Power School and your involvement getting that started. So thank you again. You're entirely
1: welcome.